Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, our featured guest is Audrea Richmond. Audrea was raised in Memphis, Tennessee. So for all you Southern folks, this is your gal. Now, Memphis, Tennessee is where the annual median income, that's the average income for her household was $30,000 a year. That's what like the average income coming in. Growing up with numerous siblings, she had never experienced financial stability. I get that, right? I grew up in a family of six kids and we were, it was, you know, just, you fought for your food, man. Let's just say that. Like if you showed up not hungry, you weren't eating later, period. Okay. So currently, Audrea, she's celebrating 10 years in business as an entrepreneur that has closed several failed businesses. I love speaking with entrepreneurs who have failed because if you're not failing, I don't believe you're winning. I just don't. You got to fail first and fail hard, right? But she found her success in the past five years as an online business selling information products, right? So she's starting to build these online products and systems and businesses. This is where she's starting to win. As of July 2018, guys, check this out. She's made over 100K in 2018, right? So she just broke through. Now, she came from an annual household income of 30,000. She never soared past that. That was her normal. She was raised with 30K as the normal, okay? She broke through to uh, over 100K this past year. She created her own normal. And I know some of you listening right, right now, you have a glass ceiling of income because that's what you were raised in. I know I was. You know, even my parents would throw in some scripture verses right at me, right? So for all my Christian listeners out there, they'd be like, listen, money is the root of all evil. That is not actually what is said in the Bible. It is the love of money. The obsession of money is the root of all evil. And I grew up believing the other and it held me back, right? So what we're going to talk about today with Audrea is multiple streams of marketing right? How do you bring, like diversify your marketing in such a way where everything is hitting from different sides and it's, it's all coming into one and it's raising your platform, it's raising your profile and raising your profits. You can find Audrey at AudreaRichman.com. That's AudreaRichman.com. She's also a best-selling author and she's going to tell us a little bit about that. Audrea, welcome to the show. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? 
Thank you. So um, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. I currently live in Atlanta, Georgia. My husband and I have been here for the past couple of years, and um, I've been running my business online since 2014. Um, and like you said, I had several failed businesses. I found one key ingredient on why they kept failing. And so I can't wait to share that with you. Yeah. Oh, I like the intrigue frame there. You see that? You see what she did there, Startup Nation? That's good marketing right there. She's like, I got the secret little thing that was holding me back for all those years. It's probably holding you back. Do you want it? Okay, stay tuned. Right? That's an intrigue frame. That's good marketing. It's click, click this button to find out more. Right? Audrey, I love that you just did that on my show. I didn't even tell you you could do it, but you did it anyway. Ask for apology or forgiveness or whatever. All right, Audrey, let's get into it. Um, first off, share one thing personal about you that very few people in your business life know. Um, one thing personal about me that most people don't know. I'm actually, I, I looked at my numbers today and I actually got scared and I never got scared because I, you know how you have a number in your head and you're like, Oh, I want to get to that number. And so I used to be that person and you hear people say, I'm afraid of success. I'm afraid of success. But as I'm becoming more successful, I am starting to feel more anxiety around it because <laughs> it's like, it's there. You can see it. It's like, it's not even, it's not even like how I'm going to get there. It's like, it's there. And because you know, it's there, it feels a little creepy. So I would honestly say at this point, I am slightly afraid of uh, success right now because I'm starting to get more eyes than normal. I'm starting to get better features and better media. And so I would definitely say I'm starting to get a little creepy around the success. Audrey, you are on first 100K with Joseph Warren. You have just <laughs> broken through the ceiling, woman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. So I get that. So what I'm hearing you say is, listen, before I was, you know, making 100K, I had really nothing to lose. I was just chasing the goal, chasing the mm -hmm. dream. And now all of a sudden I'm reaching it and I'm starting to see, I just hit the milestone, the first 100K milestone. Now I know some of my listeners out there, they're already made, maybe making a million dollars plus or whatever, but you remember the first 100K milestone because right. that's the one where you prove you have a business, you validate it. It's like, I got something. People want to pay me for it. They're willing to pay me more for it. How do I scale it? How do I duplicate me right. in the business, right? So now you're, you have more to lose right now and you're starting to notice that. You're like, wait a second, I'm building something. Wait right. a second, it's working. <laughs> wait a second, what if I lose it? What could right. go wrong, right? Exactly. And it's all these worst case scenarios. Thank you for getting real about that. That's awesome. Startup Nation, if you're going through that right now, listen, it's just fear. It's not even real, okay? It's BS. It's just wanting you to hold back from going through the next glass ceiling, right? right? Forget it. It's BS. It's all BS, Audrea. I'm telling you, it's all BS. Breakthrough, girl. All right, we're going to do it here. So let's get down to business. Our audience loves to know, and I know I shared you broke 100K last year. How long, how many years did it take you uh, um, in this business to break through the 100K milestone? Um, when I took my business online in 2014, um, I'm actually running the numbers as for uh, this year as well, in case mm -hmm. you ask me. But um, in 2014, I made my first $100,000. And then in 2015, I kept making $100,000. This is the first year where I've made $100,000 faster. And so that lets mm. me know that I've gotten better at my marketing. I've gotten better at my business model. I've gotten better at my strategies. 
So, yeah. Okay, so tr- just to clarify, 2018 was the fastest you got to 100K yes. in a year, in 12 yes. months. Got yes. that. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. How many years did it take you to hit the 100K from zero? Oh, the first time? Yeah. Five years. Five years. You get that startup nation? Five years. So if you're on year one, shut up, stop whining, and do the work. All right? That's what it takes. I didn't say that. Audrey said that. <laughs> <laughs> right that's what it takes listen it's it's you gotta keep showing up it's about consistency mm-hmm. and iterating and learning from the mistakes but keep showing up so many of you want to quit when it gets tough stop being wusses in your business <laughs> it's like if you're gonna quit like go work somewhere at mcdonald's or something and then don't complain that they pay you peanuts there right because you quit you gave up on the dream. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you right now, maybe you needed to hear that little rant that Joseph went off on. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you think I'm obnoxious. I don't care. I am here to serve you. All right. So why do you think, Audrea, that 90% of entrepreneurs are struggling to make their first 100K? Um, I would say the lack of focus a a really good offer that people want. A lot of people are just starting things and not really considering what they're selling. They're just like, I'm going to sell this thing. I saw Sally killing it with selling t-shirts. So I'm going to sell t-shirts. And I think that is like the, the quickest way to feel because you haven't really discovered something that people want. Cause sometimes you can go into an oversaturated thing and just lose by default just because it's oversaturated, not because you don't have a good thing, but just because it's just oversaturated. And so in my personal opinion, I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs are not getting to a hundred thousand dollars because they have poorly designed offers. Hmm or no design whatsoever, no strategy, <laughs> no plan. It's the random marketing approach, right? Let exactly. me grab the next shiny object right. and that's going to be it. It's like playing the lotto with your business, mm-hmm. right? Let me buy another <laughs> ticket. Well, that one didn't work. All right, let me go buy a new one. That right. one didn't work. Let me buy a new one. Eventually it's going to hit. No, it's not, <laughs> right? No, it's not. Listen, right. the numbers are so stacked against you. It's so ridiculous. Do you know that 80% of businesses, 80% plus somewhere in there, whatever the stats are, are, are failing within the first five years, right? So now you take those 80% that are failing, then look at the percentage of those that ever make it to 100K, right? And then it's like 80% of them will never make it to 100K, the ones that actually still are in business Mm -hmm. after five years. And then 80% of the ones that make it to 100K will never make it to a million. 80% of those that make it to a million will never make it to 5 million. This is just the the stats, right? Mm -hmm. That's the lotto. You are playing the lotto with your business. So you may want to listen to Audrey's advice right now and stop doing this random marketing approach Find a plan, create a plan, something that's going to work. So we're going to get into that today. Audrey, take us back to when you were struggling with that first 100K, right? That's where Startup Nation is right now. Yes. You're listening right now somewhere in the world. I'm going to announce how many countries we're in. Oh my gosh, guys, stay tuned. Like, you know, at the end of every show, I'm like, hey, we're in 30 countries right now. We got listeners. I'm going for 60. Wait till I drop the number on you. It's insane. Okay, so Audrea, 
take us back uh, to your first 100K. I really want you to um, paint us a vivid picture. Mm-hmm. Tell us that story. Share the pain, the brokenness, and really share the mental game of entrepreneurship. What was going on in your head that was holding you back to break through that 100K? And then how'd you get past it? Take us back there. Go. Okay. So um, when I was growing up, especially like straight, I'm just going to kind of start like straight out of high school, because I think that's where everybody kind of discover themselves and decide on like, where's that next thing or that next place I'm going to be in life. For me, I didn't have a parents that was grinding me to go to school. And so for me, the only closest level of influence at that time in my life was a boyfriend. And he was going to a technical school in Memphis. And because I didn't know what I wanted to do in my life, I pretty much just followed him. And I kept getting job at the job at the job. So I went from being, you know, going to this, this technical school, learning about computers, doing some things that I'm not like currently doing right now. And then I moved from that to, you know, working at Best Buy as a sales associate, um, working at FedEx, throwing uh, packaging, handling and things like that. And I just wasn't really ever satisfied, even though I was constantly getting better jobs. Every time I got a new job, it was a better job. And then when I became a flight attendant, this was the first job that really kind of triggered me. And prior to becoming a flight attendant, um, I did not know where the airport was located at in Memphis because my family had never put me on a plane. I had never been on a plane. So when I applied for that job, I didn't know where the airport was. I didn't know what a passport was. And actually when they, when you do, when you go and apply for the job, they, they, they make you watch crash videos to scare you into not taking the job. And I had never flew on an airplane. So it's kind of odd that I would even be getting interviewed for this job to even become a flight attendant so Mm. i'm at this point where i'm at a i'm I'm a flight attendant at this point i I came a flight attendant. so you got the job i got the job and this is obviously the most money i had ever made up until this point at the time when i was a flight attendant i was making about 14 dollars an hour and prior to that i was making like let's just say eight dollars so you know to go from eight to 14 Mm -hmm. you killing it almost double Right. And, and in a new, you know, uh, industry that you have no idea what you're doing. You didn't even know what a passport was. Startup Nation. Like, do you get that? Like fear of the unknown could easily have kicked Audrey's butt. Audrey, continue with your story. Yes. And so um, when I, when, this was probably the hardest job I've ever had to, to apply for because we had to remember airport codes. We had to remember FAA regulations. We would get fined if we didn't do a certain healthy procedures. So it was a lot of things involved. And so a lot of times when people see flight attendants, they think we just pour, you know, Bloody Marys and, uh, and crackers. Like, no, that is not the job. The job is for your safety, actually. So um, I, I remember really being like loving photography when I was in high school. And when I was in high school, my mother used to be uh, a manager of a photo shop. Basically, she used to give me these like portable uh, cameras. And so at the time, I was really interested in learning photography. And so as a result of me like seeing my mom do that, I said, well, let me get back into photography because at this point I'm working this job, I'm flying all over the place and I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to hate this job. Mm. And so anytime that I've ever gotten uncomfortable with anything, I'm always looking for a replacement. I am not one of those people who just suffer just because the money is good. So even though- Pause right there. (laughs) Startup Nation, are you right now in a business where you're suffering and you're blaming the world, you're blaming everybody else? because you won't take responsibility for your own life 
and change your environment, change your circumstances, even if it scares you, even if you have to try something new like Audrea? Yes. Go, Audrea. So when I, um, so at the time I said, okay, I'm working this job. I'm making good money. I got a nice car. I probably got the nicest car in my entire family. So according to my family, I'm doing good. But according to me, I'm not happy. So um, I started what was getting missing? into photography. What For was me, missing? It, it was that redundancy. The same thing over and over and over and over and over. And so I'm a creative and I love creativity. I love different stuff. I like being challenged. And I felt like getting on a plane every single day, up and down, pouring drinks, that was like the same thing. It was too redundant for me. Um, and so I got interested in uh, photography. So I ended up going to a photo shoot that my friend was having and she was getting photographed by this photographer. And this guy was, oh my God, amazing. And he was taking her pictures and I said, man, I want to take pictures just like this dude. And so I asked him after the photo shoot, hey, can you teach me photography? And he just straight up told me no. He was not going to teach me. And this was the first time I was denied of something that I really wanted to learn. And it triggered me to say, okay, well, if he's not going to teach me, how I'm going to learn this? So I ended up going to Barnes & Noble. This is probably up until this point, I, I was not a reader at all. And this was the time I was actually forced to go and discover something that I really wanted to know and self-teach it to myself. So at the time, I did not have the money even though I was making money as a flight attendant, I didn't have the money to afford a digital SLR. They was extremely expensive back then. And this was like in 2008. They was extremely expensive back then. And so I ended up asking one of my, another friend of mine to let me borrow his camera. And so he let me borrow his camera and I started taking pictures and I started asking friends around, you know, let me start taking pictures of you. And I actually self-taught myself and got better than the guy that I asked to teach me. And what? So, yes. What? How do you know you got better than him? <laughs> because like I was getting all the business. My photo was really, really good. I'm wait, 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 wait. So <laughs> did you start to steal some of his business? Nah. Well, oh. actually, I did because he actually started getting less business because he started asking me, how are you getting all these clients? Like literally. He okay, okay, me. okay. So just so to guy. clarify. So Startup Nation, listen to what's happening here, right? Audrey. Audrea, she goes, I have an employee named Audrey, so that may happen <laughs> once or twice. All right. So Audrea goes to this, this photography uh, function, this event. She discovers a talent in someone else and goes, I can do that. I want to do that. Right. Look for those moments in life. That's like you're, you're in a voice saying everything else doesn't matter. Chase that right? And that could change from time to time. So Audrea finds the thing to chase. She goes up, right? And that takes courage. And I love that you did it. You went up to the guy and said, can you teach me? Startup Nation, go over to people and say, can you teach me? Can you mentor me? I want to do it. I'll do whatever it takes. I want to learn. Sometimes they'll say no, like they did with Audrea. Are you going to quit? She didn't. What did she do? She goes and says, I got to teach myself this. And I'm not going to let go of my dream. I'm going to go take it on myself and learn it. She took it on. She educated herself to the point. And then she went to and did the work. Went and did the work. Practice, practice, practice. Starts to build the muscle. Starts to get good at it. Then starts to get great at it. Then starts to take business from the guy who said no to her. This is like the ultimate revenge, even though she wasn't seeking that. This is like Chrysler <laughs> against Ford, Right. 
Like you say no to me, dude, I am going to eat your lunch, right? <laughs> that's, that's what Audrey did. And I love this. I love this story, Audrey. So what happened next? So um, I'm getting really, really good at photography. And I, I noticed that I needed like business cards and flyers and stuff like that. So now here I am again. I'm like, I need another skill. I need to learn graphic design at this point because I was asking graphic designers around town and they were just too expensive. I was like, man, forget this. And so I went to, um, I want to say at the time, even because Linda was very new back then. I don't know if you all know about Linda.com because LinkedIn owns them now. But back then, nobody knew about Linda. It was a very small creative website that you could go to and learn how to use Photoshop, Adobe Illustrator and stuff like that. So I self-taught myself those applications. And I also learned how to do like professional photo editing. Obviously, I'm a photographer. And then I started teaching myself graphics to make my regular photos look better right? So I started adding graphics to my photos and I started creating my own graphic design. So I had someone ask me, hey, can you teach me, uh, can you, you know, do my graphics pretty much? And I'm like, eh, I guess. Like, I really wasn't doing, I didn't acquire the skill to, to make money off of it. I acquired the skill because I needed it for my business. And so I ended up, you know, doing this person's graphics and taught myself web design I just started learning stuff stuff that I couldn't afford I started teaching myself so I started teaching myself graphic design I started teaching myself web design photo editing so I'm learning all of these different things and so uh, I got to a roadblock where I was like man like I really want my photography to be published that you know back then that was a thing you was killing it as a photographer if you got your photography published and at the time nobody was seeking me out so I was like forget this I'm gonna create my own magazine so I created a magazine called Love New Art and I started publishing my own work my own covers within my own magazine but it was a community magazine like this artistic magazine so I was able to kind of gather other creatives around the city to start being featured in this magazine and the magazine actually did really really well now, you noticing what I'm sharing with you is like, I'm constantly pivoting as I'm going. So I'm photography and now I'm doing graphic design. Now I know a little bit about publishing. And so I was pivoting around these different things, but every single thing I've ever tried always had a roadblock. Every single time I would like, especially when you create something new, your immediate friends and family are going to always be the ones that support you just enough to make you think you're killing it and crushing it. And then once you go, I call it family and friends fatigue. Once you like, you know, once it's a max on them, then you ask yourself, where am I going to get my next clients and customers? Where am I going to get these people? And so you start discounting your services. That's what I started doing. I started discounting my mm -hmm. services. I thought that was going to bring me more business. I started, you know, uh, learning new stuff and I thought that was going to bring me more business. But when I did the photography, I hit a cap on how much money I could make you know, as far as what I knew at the time. And the same thing with the magazine, the same thing with the graphic design, every single thing that I was touching and creating kept hitting this roadblock. And for the life of me, I couldn't figure out why this wasn't going to work. So then I started a last business. I said, this has to work. I'm going to start this juicing business. I love girl, juicing. girl. This is like, <laughs> you're, you're making my point for me, right? This is you buying new lotto tickets, right? That's yes. a, you're like, okay. I'm going to start a juicing lotto right. ticket business, right? It's like, <laughs> it's ridiculous.
All right, please continue. This is quite entertaining. Startup yes. Nation, are you entertained like I am right now? Keep going, so, Audrey. So my husband and I, we started this juicing business called Juice Me Baby. Um, and Juice so, Me Baby? Yes. <laughs> that has so many innuendos, but keep going. <laughs> so at the time, now remember, I'm from Memphis. And in Memphis, it's all about barbecue, southern food, fattening food. And so here we are coming out of the gate trying to start a juicing business. We were ahead of our time because it was like, we got enough business to make juice, but not a bit, not enough business to stay in business. So me and my husband, we trying stuff left and right. And I was like, man, forget this business stuff. I'm going to go get a job. So now keep in mind, I have acquired all of these skills up until this point. So at this point, I need a job because now I'm getting pink notices on the doors. Like now you're going to get evicted if you don't figure this thing out. Okay, so, I got to pause you right there, yeah. right? Because yeah. I think you, you left out a bridge somewhere, right? So what happened to being the flight attendant? Oh, I ended up quitting that with no money saved. Um, Ooh, girl. <laughs> got it. Yeah. Well, so that I was a really smart decision. <laughs> it actually wasn't. <laughs> so I quit. I actually, when I, when I quit being um, a flight attendant, I thought the photography business was going to be my next thing. I just knew it. I was so like, you went all in. Yes, I went with, all in. With no plan. None. <laughs> just drive. Yes. You had drive, right? You were, right. You were putting gas, pedal to the metal, but you had no plan on where to get more gas. Correct. Right? <laughs> and eventually you ran out of fuel. Right. Boom, and got so it. I quit, that, I, quit, I quit being a flight attendant, and that's when I got into the whole photography thing. Got and, it. And um, at this right. point... Mm-hmm. so bring right. us back all right you built the bridge we're we're all reconnected right. so now you and your hubby are doing the juice business right. and you're getting pink slips on the door you're, you're gonna get evicted your yes. bills aren't paid what happens so what, first um, off before what happens what's mm-hmm. going on in your head mm-hmm. right what are you wrestling with in your I, head what thoughts it, are going there give, give me the ugly show me your ugly at the at the time i felt a like i felt like a failure i felt like how am I acquiring all of these skill sets? I'm so talented, but I'm so broke. How is everybody telling me, you're good at this, you're good at that, but they won't buy from me? Or they saying I'm good, but they always want to nickel and dime me. And I got to a point where I personally wanted to up level, but I felt like the people around me didn't respect me. They were just like, you just the, the $50 photo shoot girl. You just the juicing girl. Like for the level of where I wanted to go, I felt like people didn't understand me. So I kind of started shrinking and mm. trying to figure out, okay, well, what am I, what am I supposed to be doing? Because I started start, I started hating what I had acquired as a skill and was making money from at the time. I was mm. just like, you know, forget this photography thing. It sucks. You know, forget this graphic design thing. It sucks because it wasn't sustaining me. I'm like, I'm, I'm at the computer every single day, making graphics, making websites, you know, me and my husband, we juicing every single day, but why in the hell do we have pink notices on the door? I couldn't figure it out. And I was just like, dude, you're like showing up every day within your juice me baby business. Meanwhile, your creditors are juicing you baby, right? (laughs) Like, that's insane. Okay, so stop going soft here, okay? Because okay. you, you're dodging a little bit, all right? So I, I want you to get real. Like, mm-hmm. what was going on in your head? Now, now I get you're like, oh, you know, I wish I, I'm not getting paid, you know, the value that I'm worth and stuff like that. That's all 
keeping it nice. Mm-hmm. Show me the ugly. What were the thoughts going through your head every day? What were the belief systems you were starting to buy into, the limiting belief systems that your mm-hmm. brain was creating? What was that voice saying to you about you? Yeah, at the time, a lot of people told me that entrepreneurship is is stupid because most of the people at the time I was I had as friends had jobs, and I was like the only eyebot that believed that entrepreneurship would be a thing, and so it was kind of like people had proved me wrong. I felt like people had proved me wrong, and that this whole entrepreneurship thing it was a fad. Like, okay, whatever, that's for rich people. Only rich people become entrepreneurs and be great. That's and then I also felt like as a black woman right? As a black woman in, in, in Memphis, you know, it's only so far you can go. As a black person, it's only so far you can go. You will never have clients outside of Memphis. You will never grow to a certain level. And so I got, I got to a point where I was just like, forget it. I gave up. I gave Listen, up. Listen, I'm going I'm to go real here, okay? When you're all out of cards in your life, you grab at the first, the whatever card you can, right? And, and Startup Nation, I want you to get this, right? Because this is powerful, man. And, and I have friends of all ethnicities and backgrounds and races and colors. And, you know, I got rainbows all around me, okay? Point being is this. It's like, here you go, like, taking, grabbing at the race card. Like, mm. when you have no cards left, what's that one right. card? Oh, that's the race card. That's the this is why it's not working. It's because I'm black. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like straight up BS. Right. And it's the voice in your head that's saying, ah, there is a reason why you're not winning. You're not meant to win. You'll never win. Mm-hmm. You're never going to win. Stop trying. Just give mm-hmm. up. Throw in the towel. It, that's for other people, the white folk. That's not for you. Right. What shows up for you in that? Um. <laughs> You almost made me cry telling it back to me. <laughs> well, I want because you to really get this, a real, Audrey. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real thing. Even now, I still struggle with that. The mm. fact that I'm black. I'm going to these like expensive events and I'm the only one there that's colored. You know? All right. All right. Do you want coaching on this? <laughs> I, I just, you know. <laughs> Woman, listen, listen, listen. You are on first 100k with joseph warren that means i don't let you get away with bs limiting belief systems okay that aren't working right now you are contributing to my audience very powerfully i want you to get that and your power comes from your weakness it comes from your vulnerability and this is what we try to not believe in our lives we think we have to be perfect and be powerful and everything has to be working in order for us to be influential Mm-hmm. You, you are most influential right now when you're saying, I still reg- uh, wrestle, Joseph, with my skin color when it comes to my business. Like, I still wrestle with that. And, and here's what I got to say to you, Audrea. You need to get past that girl, right? I have friends that you pick a color of skin, they have it, and they are winning in life. They are kicking butt in life because they let go of that limiting belief system. So Startup Nation, maybe for you, that limiting belief system is skin color like it is for Audrea. And there's no wrong making here, okay? None whatsoever, Audrea. You're a freaking powerful woman. I love it, okay? And here's what you're missing. And Startup Nation, 
Maybe yours is skin color. Maybe it's the, the income bracket you were raised in. Maybe it's your, you don't have the talents that other people have. Pick your freaking flavor of excuses, okay? And this is not me being heartless. This is me just leaning in a little bit so that you have a breakthrough in this area. Audrey, your skin color means nothing. All it is is an excuse to not take 100% responsibility for creating the life that you want, for creating the life that you say that you want, that you're telling all your friends and family, this is what I want, this is where I'm headed. And it's just a, a shiny distraction to hold you down from becoming powerful in an area that maybe you haven't been powerful in before. Maybe you felt powerless. And that's okay, again, there's nothing wrong here. What you do with this, right? That's the game changer. That's the difference. And I'm predicting if you take on what I'm challenged, it's not a challenge, it's a coaching, right? If you take on this and look at freaking square in the eye and say enough, right? Like my skin color doesn't define me enough. What defines me is my resolution. Correct. My resolution to create what I want to create in this world to get past my excuses. Because here's what happens, Startup Nation, is here's why you're held back in your life. You're constantly navel gazing. We're constantly looking at our own belly buttons. Instead of looking up at our creator, our source of strength, and then looking in front of us, horizontal. We're always looking down, right? Looking at, we want to look horizontal at others. How do you show up and serve regardless of skin color? Because let me ask you a question, Audrey, and I'm going to get real, even more real. And I know I'm, I'm being a sniper right now, okay? And thank you. <laughs> no, <you're fine. laughs> thank you for, your, for granting me this, right? Because I want you to have a breakthrough. So what would it look like? Well, here's the question. If a person that was... Uh, you saw a car accident, you're driving on the, on the road and you see a car accident and someone is dying. You see them hanging out the side of the car. Are you going to look at your skin color Of course. to not. go and help them? Of course not. No, you wouldn't in that scenario, right. would you, right? Mm -hmm. Why? Because you're not looking down at your navel. You're looking where? At the person that needs help. At the person who needs help. Startup Nation, Get what Audrey just said. That was a wisdom bomb. You're looking at the person or persons that need help. When you're that focused on them, there is no you. Right. There is no excuses. There's only service, servant mm -hmm. leadership. They're stepping in and going and helping, regardless of skin color. Do you think that they care what your skin color is when you're like handing them like bandages or, or oxygen or whatever? No, they die. No, oh man, oh, oh, this girl black, you know, I'll just die here. Are you freaking kidding me? That's BS. And I really want you to get that, Audrea, and Startup Nation, get that. Your color, your income bracket, what you've been through, your environment doesn't mean shit. Mm. When you're meant to serve, show up and serve. Relentlessly, consistently. And people will pay you gladly to save their lives, save their businesses. Audrey, you're a powerful woman. And I, I argue and I submit that your power comes from your vulnerability in this area.
start start vocalizing this what you wrestle with here Mm. this is where you're going to see people just come to you in droves because you know how many people how many human beings wrestle with skin color a lot. And it, and it is something I've never verbalized other than here. Listen, that's what happens on first 100K <laughs> with Joseph Warren, right? My guest is not only my guest, but they're also my client sometimes. And other times I'm their client and they're coaching me. And I take it on and I say, dude, coach me publicly in front of all my, my listeners in this many countries. I'm not telling you the na- number of countries yet, right? All right. <laughs> But the point is this, this is what entrepreneurship looks like. This is what winning looks like. It's putting yourself out there. It's saying, I have a breakdown. There's nothing wrong with me. My car is breaking down right now. I need help. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. So Audrey, you are a powerful woman. All right. Bring this all back around. <laughs> I want to know this woman. I want to know this. All right. Cause I, I know you're going to go and sit with this, this area. Right, and your friend who referred you to be a guest on my show, you may go swinging at her. I don't know what you're gonna do. You may be like, I cannot believe you got me on that show with that arrogant sob, man. He called me out. He coached me in front of you know all these people. Like, I don't oh, think you're gonna I'm do still that. A teacher. I'm still, I st- I'm still a student. I, uh, I'm still a student. Awesome. Speak to me about your superpower. Right. What is the one thing? Well. What is the one thing, Audrea, that, and maybe some of it just came out here. I don't know, right? But what's the one thing that you are truly great at? Like, it's your superpower. And if you had to outsource everything else but this one thing, you would win. Like, what's the one thing you cannot outsource? You're the only one that can show up with it. What's that superpower, Audrea? My ability to strategize creativity. Break that down for me. What does that mean? So um, I tend to come up with these ideas that has never been seen or developed before. And that's why we have the brand Unclone, right? I tend to take things that exist or don't exist and add creativity to it to give me the best, the highest level of visibility using the, the limited amount of resources that I have access to. All right. So let me put that into just plain speak if I can, right? Because I really want to get this. What I'm hearing you say is your superpower is to take the complexity of creative marketing. Yes. To break it down in such a way that not only is it simple, but you're using whatever resources are in front of you, no matter how small, you're combining them together in a way to create impact and to get results. So I would say what your superpower is, is resourcefulness and resilience. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? It's super resourceful. <laughs> cool. Yes. That's, that's it, right? So you're like R&R. You're the railroad, right? You are resourcefulness and resilience. That's what you bring to, to every conversation. That is so needed, especially in the startup stage, the first 100K struggle mm-hmm. in the that's mental it. game of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we shut down when we break down. Right. Isn't that true? We shut down when we break down. And if you can show up with re- teaching people and coaching people on how to be resourceful and resilient, even when you're having a breakdown, mm-hmm. boom, game changer. Right. Show me the way out, Audrea. Show me how to get out of my breakdown. I'm, I'm, I'm frozen. I'm paralyzed. I don't know what to do next. 
I'm getting my butt kicked. Show me how to get out. Make it um, affordable for me. I'll find a way to pay you. Okay. So um, the way that I advise my students and my clients is to do betas. Um, it, you know, you hear it a lot in the tech world, but you don't hear it a lot in the business world. Did you say betas, like beta yes. tests? Yeah, beta testing, uh, beta it. offers. We call it beta profits because essentially we show you how to make money before something is created. Um, I Love think it. a lot of the times people are being told, go create a course and it's going to sell. And I'm like, you don't even know who wants that. <laughs> like, you're going to go waste your time developing something you don't know if people want. So we have a, we have a technique, a strategy that we utilize with our clients to show them how to develop offers. And it, it looks like it's developed. Like, if you see it, it looks like it's here. But on the back end, you have the outline, you have the shell. And when you make that first sale, you go develop it. And that's pretty much the strategy that we teach. And it is also very, very minimum resources involved, if sometimes none. Mm. I get that. So that's powerful, right? It's like, how do I create a, uh, not even a product, right? A potential product mm -hmm. that people want. And then I go reach out to the people who I suspect want it and then ask them for money up front before. I create the product. I then take the money that they give me and I go and create the product. Great. And if I don't get the money because they're no not foul. willing to pay me, right. no foul, nothing's wrong there, right. but there's no product. They don't want it. <laughs> what do you want to add to that? So um, you're, and you're asking like, how do people actually do this? Yeah, girl, break it down. It and, okay. Give me a one, two, three. Everybody loves a one, two, three. Okay. You know me. So step one, decide on if it's going to be a product, service, or event. Step two, develop the offer in great detail. Who is it going to be for? Um, who do you have in mind? What's going to be the price point? And I want you to spend a lot of time on what's going to make people get it now. Why would I buy it now? And then once you get people past that phase, you want to give them an experience that feels like they already have it. So this could be a website. Would it look like with the development of it? Pretty much a mock-up. You know, what would this look like? So this could be, if you're selling a service, it could be something as simple as a really nice branded PDF. It ain't mm. even got to be a website. Um, if it's something that you want to demonstrate or show a lot, utilize with video, it could be a website with videos and a buy button. And so I believe that those minimum things can really, you can make a whole lot of money. My first program that I sold online for $2,000, uh, actually, let me go back. My first, first program, when I first got online in 2014, my $5,000 and my $10,000 product was not developed. It was literally, I sold a branded outline. I literally outlined what I would give them in exchange for that $5,000 and that $10,000. And I sent them a beautiful PDF. It was literally a cover with a picture of me and their name on it, where they were from, pretty much their city. On the second page, it was everything that was included. On the third page, it was the terms and how it was going to work. And then I did, uh, at the time Skype was in, <laughs> we did Skype meetings. And literally I sold it just like that on the call. And an hour or less. And as I've gotten better, I can make those kind of deals in 30 minutes or less now. How many did you sell of the five and 10 K products? Um, I sold five of each. Girl. All right. Startup nation. Did you hear what this girl just dropped on you? All right. First off, let me ask you a question. I'm gonna go back here for a second. Audrey, did your skin color get in the way? 
No, it did not. <laughs> no, it did not. Yes. It had nothing to do with the conversation, did it? Right? And, and actually, you what's interesting about that is that all of my initial clients were from all over the country. So here I am complaining about Memphis, like, oh, I'm black. Nobody's going to do business with me to having my first client in Singapore that was not African-American. It was crazy. It was like the proof is in the pudding. And even though I'm constantly attracting people from all demographics and all over the world, that is still a thing that I'm struggling with. What's missing? Even though I'm making money. <laughs> when, are, when are you going to let go of it? <laughs> when I'm going to let go of what it? What needs to uh, happen for you to let go of this? Because like you're powerful right now. But when you let go of this girl, like watch out. It's like a Mack truck is driving down the road. Okay. <laughs> what is missing? What is, is, what needs to happen for you to let go of this limiting belief system that has held you back your entire life? Even when reality is showing up and showing you it, it's not even real. Um, for me personally, in order for me to feel comfortable, I personally would like to see people in my community, African-American community, level up and come into the right rooms, being in the right places, in the right spaces. That's what I personally would like to see. Is that going to affect me not making sales? Absolutely not. But for me to feel comfortable with it, I would like to see my people thriving. How do you think that's going to happen? What do you think they're waiting to see? They need the education. They need the knowledge. They need the expertise. And I want to be the one that give it to them. Yeah. I'm, my you know what else they need to see? What? <laughs> <laughs> they need Your to. Face. I know. My face is ridiculous right now. For those of you on video, <laughs> I look like a dork. Okay. So what they need to see, Audria, is you leading the way. Right. Mm -hmm. And letting go of this limiting belief system that is holding you and others down. Mm -hmm. You want them to show up, level up? <laughs> you got to show up, level up, woman. Like you got to show them what that looks like to let go of the, that chain that holds us down. Mm -hmm. Mine was financial. Mm -hmm. Mine was, that was my skin color, if you will. Mm -hmm. It was, forget my skin color. It was, I, I grew up with no money. I was poverty. I had a poverty mindset. That was the chain on my ankle. And I dragged it through my life as an excuse as why I'm not winning. Why every time I push for something, I get so close and then it all collapses and explodes. And it was, I created that I needed to be right. That I, it was because I was broke. I was meant to be poor. I'll never be rich. Mm. Right? Because I grew up in poverty. Mm. Or I'm meant to, uh, you know, I'm, it's because I'm black and I'm not meant to be rich. Mm. Right? That it's, it's just a lie. It's the chain. So you got to get real about it and, and own it and say, no, I take 100% responsibility for my life. That's it. Yeah. I'm responsible for the level of income. I'm responsible for leveling up or not. I and I, it, we are the passengers within our body, right? So just because your car is painted black or white or yellow, does that affect the performance of the vehicle? No. Absolutely not. And does that have anything to do with the passenger? No. No, they're completely separate. And we try to collapse them all into one. So all I really want you, I want you to get this, Audrea, that you are the passenger in this vehicle, but you are not the vehicle. Mm. Those are two separate distinct like things. That.
right? I really want you to show up as the passenger in a high-performance automobile. What are you going to do with that car? The paint color does not affect the performance, girl. (laughs) Yeah. All right? Start showing up that way. Maybe uh, uh, put a picture in front of you every morning of your favorite high-performance vehicle, okay? And make sure it's painted black. Yes. Right? And show up. How am I going to show up today in this freaking hot, sexy, black vehicle? You get that? Yes. All right. I love you, girl. All right. All right. Let's uh, wrap this up into a bow. We got to get going here. Thank you, by the way, for um, walking us through kind of like how to create that, that product or that course. Startup Nation, like you can go create a $5,000 to $10,000 ticket product right now with a freaking PDF like Audrea did. Like, that's insane. Like, I still got it. <laughs> girl, what's holding you back from doing it again and then doing it times five, times 10? Like, that's, that's 30,000. That's $50,000 campaign. That's a $100,000 campaign. Like, you could do that in the next four to six weeks. Like, 100K, guys. Like, pure profit. And all it involves is you doing a coaching call right? A series of coaching calls on Zoom. Like, <laughs> are you get, getting this? This is powerful stuff. Audrey, man, you have, you have just dropped it. You went high with our audience today and you went low. You brought us to like your brokenness. Like mm-hmm. I just, you're one of my favorite guests. Oh, I want you to know that you are one of my favorite guests because you weren't afraid to show what's holding you back. Audrey, what is the one thing that you want the world to know right now about making their first 100K? Um, I would love for people to trust themselves. This sounds simple, but I see it so much in my students and in my members. A lot of people come up with these amazing ideas and they talk themselves out of it instead of beta testing it and putting it in the, in, the, in the world to see if people would even bite on it. And so for me, I would say if you want to get to your 100K quicker and faster, trust whatever it is in your mind and your heart and your spirit that you want to do and then beta test it. <laughs> and if it becomes profitable, scale it and you get to your 100K. Love that. Great advice. And give me this. What is uh, one thing that you do every day that got you to your first 100K and keeps making you, helping you get your next 100K? What's that one morning habit, that one daily routine? What's that one thing? Being intentional. How do you mean that? Break it down. Light a candle and I write down my intentions around- For for the day? my life, yes, around my life, what I'm grateful for. And a lot, I stay in the level of gratefulness and humbleness Mm. more than anything. Because mm. I don't ever want to be that person that that has forgotten where I've come from and treat the person on the come up like whatever, you know, I'm up here, you down here. No, we're here. You just need to love it. I love it. Start Nation, where you come from, this is what Audrey is dropping on you. Where you come from is your power. That is your roots. That's your foundation. Without a foundation, without you knowing where you come from and the brokenness and the hardship and, the, and the, 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 all the stuff that held you back, like you got no foundation to build upon. That's your strength. Like lean into that. 
Be grateful about it. It will keep you humble like Audrey is doing. So we're speaking with Audrea Richmond. You can find her at audreyarichmond.com. She went from bad to badass in marketing. That's what she did. And she wants you to do it too. So go to audreyarichmond.com. Check her out. Audrey, this is my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 12 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. The first thing that comes to you, are you ready? Yes. All right, girl. Let's have some fun here. I made you cry, okay? Let's have some fun. <laughs> Dang it. It's not good when I make people cry. Sometimes it's good. All right, Audrea, what's your favorite sound? Drums. Got it. What's your least favorite sound? Flutes. Flutes. Got that. Okay. When you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? I didn't know. Didn't know. Unknown. Got it. What are you most afraid of? Success. Success. Got that. And you know, you started this, this show today saying, oh, I'm past fear of success. Da, 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 da. Isn't that interesting? But right there, it's still there. All right. So that's something to take on. Awesome. What did you spend too much time doing, way too much time doing your first year in this business? Um, <laughs> you said three seconds. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. What you got? What you got? Um, not putting things out fast enough. Yeah, overthinking it, trying to make it perfect. Yeah, like just put your ideas out faster. <laughs> Got it. Awesome. What secret fear do you have about people? Secret fear around people. Well, maybe we've already highlighted it today. Not getting the education you need to, the, to, the, to get to the next level, not acquiring skills. No, no. What secret fear do you have about people the way they look at you or see you? Oh, being black. There you go. Got it. What do you wish you had learned sooner in your business? Marketing, hands down. Mm, I get that. What's a new habit you want to form? Actually, I want to work out more. Got it. Take it on, girl, tomorrow. All right. What's a bad habit you want to break? My love for pizza. <laughs> My love for pizza. Got it. I don't know how that's a bad habit, unless it's not New York pizza. That's, I get that. <laughs> All right. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Creative, strategic, and innovative. Got it. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in this business. Broke, sad, um, and hmm, broke, sad, and more broke. <laughs> broker. Got it. Right. <laughs> I was a broker in my life. Yeah. Right. All right. <laughs> So, so Audrey, imagine sometime in the distant, distant future, and there you are sitting in front of your tombstone. Mm. Read to us what it says on it. Audrey cared about people. Audrey wanted people to really thrive, and Audrey did whatever it takes and held people accountable to where it, what they needed to do to be the best, to be them best, to be them best, to be their best selves. Oh my God! Mm. <laughs> and trust themselves. Like, I want to be that person that people say, man, Audrea showed me how to trust in myself. Love it. And the way she did that was I watched her starting to trust in herself. Yes. That's it. All right, Audrea, you spoke about helping your people, your family, your friends, right? Your tribe to level up. This is the last question. If you could come back to life after you died mm. and tell all of them only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? Don't get comfortable. Don't, don't get, get comfortable. comfortable. Got yeah. it. Yeah, don't get comfortable. 
Yeah. Every time you've gotten comfortable, what? Every time I've gotten comfortable, it never ends well. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, you know, like agitation, irritation is what gets us to what we want, to creating what we want in life. It's a great thing. My good buddy, Larry Winged, he was a guest on the show. You should check out that show. Uh, he has branded himself as the world's only irritational speaker. Wow. And it's awesome because I watched him like literally make people cry in the audience, like come up to the mic and he yells at them and screams at them, right? And makes them cry and break down and they hate him. And I watch all these emotional things, but then he helps them have a breakthrough and they go from hating him because he made them uncomfortable to like, I love you and I want to buy everything you have, (laughs) right? Because he helped them get a breakthrough. That's what it's about. It's about transforming ourselves and letting God transform others through us. That's where it's at. All right, Audrea. Um, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? ArduaRichmond.com and I'm ArduaRichmond on all social media platforms. Got it. And uh, take 30 to 60 seconds to speak to us about the uncloned brand assessment and how uh, Startup Nation could get their hands on that. When they visit my website, they'll see a button to be able to access that. And um, with this with the uncloned profitable brand assessment we evaluate your brand um zero being you don't have a brand to 40 being you killing it and you like killing it past a hundred thousand dollars and why is that important for me to to go and take that assessment because a lot of people are stuck and they don't know where they're stuck at and so this assessment allows you to know okay i'm stuck in my foundation or i'm stuck in my branding or i'm stuck in my marketing so you'll have a, a very clear picture of where you're stuck at So Startup Nation, you need to know who you are and where you are in order to get to where you want to go. Yes. So wherever you want to go, Audrey is going to help you get there. Go to AudreaRichmond.com. Audrea, thanks for joining us today. And I I wish you you're welcome. And I wish you peace, love, and your next 100 k All right, Startup Nation, we exceeded our six-month goal. We're about eight months in right now. And I, at the end of every show, you know I ask you to uh, go to first100k.com, become a show partner so that we can go from reaching uh, listeners, people, human lives in over 30 countries to 60 countries. And I want you to know as of last week, with your help, we are now, we now have listeners in over 50 countries We went from 30 to 50. Do you get that, people? Like, we are rocking, and we can't do it without you. So go to first100k.com. If you haven't become a show partner, get in on it now. Like, we're changing lives. Look at Audrea. Like, I know after today, like, I made her cry, like, on international radio, okay? And she had a breakthrough. I saw it in her eyes. She is literally going to show up different in her life and in her business tomorrow. She's gonna show up in a high performance black race car and like gun it. And no longer the race card is no longer in her deck. It has no place in her deck ever again. And I love that. She took it on. That's a powerful woman. That's a powerful entrepreneur. So you could do the same. I am Joseph Warren and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll catch you right back here next week. Cheers. God bless.